0: It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM
1: to get started.
2: Her bachelor fairy tale. I love you. Crash straight to the
1: ground. I love somebody more. Interest in you. ABC Monday, May
2: 23rd. JoJo is back.
0: I'm the new Bachelorette.
2: And she's rewriting her happy ending.
1: Bring on the men.
2: The Bachelorette, season premiere Monday, May 23rd at a special time, 9 8 Central on ABC
1: hey what's up after buzzers this is joe doyle with AfterBuzzTV.com. we're talking unbreakable kimmy schmidt season two episodes nine and ten kimmy meets a drunk girl and kimmy goes to a happy place we can't wait to get in with you see you soon
2: you're tuning into the destination for tv superfan discussion Afterbuzz tv and now let the buzz begin
1: Yeah, crank that.
0: Unbreakable.
1: Uh. What's up, AfterBuzzTV.com? We're back with a couple more episodes of the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. My name is Joe Doyle. You can find me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, all at JoJo Doyle. And uh, let me introduce my awesome co host. Take it away, guys.
0: James A. Janice. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at James A. Janice and on YouTube at Practical Folks.
2: I'm Annabelle DeSister, and you can find me on Twitter at Annabelle Lee417.
1: Now, folks, we are talking two episodes, episode 9 and 10. The first one we're going to jump into is uh, Kimmy Meets a Drunk Girl. And the drunk girl is Tina Fey. That's right. That's right. Just jump right into that right now. Uh, All of my dreams, all of my hopes have finally been realized. Tina Fey has... Come to the show. Yeah, this is probably my
0: favorite episode of the season so far, largely because of Tina Fey.
1: Hands down. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my Tina, because she is my god. So that's how I say it.
1: Mm-hmm. But but she doesn't come in until a little bit middle of the episode. Uh, we start out with Titus, uh, who has quit his job now. It seems like. Or is that just me making that up? Oh, no, he, no, quit, he quit his job. Okay, yeah, yeah, he definitely quit his job. And now he has a new goal to try and get a tape tower to hold more <laughs> cassette tapes.
0: I love how Titus's goals are just things that, you know, you normally just accomplish in an
1: afternoon. Yeah, but he, had, he has to, like, set aside time to make sure that he can attempt to do it. Not even do it, <laughs> just make an attempt to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so he goes and, and sets out to try and get a, a tape cassette holder, and they find out... That they're, they're no longer sold anywhere. Yeah. So he's kind of screwed because it turns out he is going to have to take an entire day to do this. Uh, or at least, I mean, if he had the internet, he could have gone to the library and he could have researched yeah. it. But uh, he's he's going on a new quest uh, to try and get this blast from the past.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because they have all these cassettes of what is it? I can't believe it's not music. Now, yeah,
2: is it now? That's what sounds like music. Something oh, is like,
0: that what it is? Okay.
2: Now that sounds like oh, now that sounds like music. Yeah, and, and
1: <laughs> it was it was insane because like I thought maybe they hit us with like one or two. The entire episode was. Filled with those songs, which were fun.
0: Yeah, there were like four or five of them, and I always love a good parody song. Definitely, you know, grew up listening to Weird Al, though. So.
2: Yes, it was very Weird Al. Yeah. Guys, did you know that uh, Tina Fey? That's her husband. Yeah, he's a composer. Like I had, he's like yeah, I already know that. But for me, <laughs> I was like a reading Rainbow, like Shooting Star, and more. You know, moment. Yeah,
0: he does all the music for this show and for Thirty Rock. Like all the, I mean, they sound very similar. The music in those two shows, lots of
1: horns, and yeah, that's her husband doing it. That's awesome. It's really cool. That's really cool. And, and uh, it was so great because speaking of Tina Fey, she comes in. The, the other story that's going on is uh, that Kimmy picks up uh, Uber Fair, who happens to be uber drunk. Oh. Andrea, uh, synergy. Uh, super drunk, Andrea. Uh, and she's just this random crazy lady that gets in her car and tries to give her a life lesson we don't know why but every drunk person gives life lessons so we just kind of think it's that uh, to tell Kimmy that she should value her needs more because she's a pushover an enabler and it kind of sticks with Kimmy it, it really does like, and, and she starts to kind of figure out okay I'm going to stand up to Titus and goes back to Titus and it gets crazy Kimmy, uh, Kimmy starts yelling, and because and he wouldn't let
2: her shower, because he had his Barbies in there to give them a per- <laughs> to give them a perm.
1: Oh no, no, I agree. It was completely warranted, but you know it was just a side of Kimmy well, that we hadn't really seen before. Sometimes you need before. to
0: do your Barbies' hair, man. <laughs> I was
2: <laughs> like, I was on Titus' side, but
1: yeah. you know, yeah, I get it. Well, I, yeah, I mean, let's share the space, you know. <laughs> and, like, I think that both, you know, like, get the the Barbies could do their thing maybe in the toilet.
0: That's no place for a
2: Barbie.
1: No. That's no. not
2: respectful. No, it's not.
1: I'm sorry. I Sorry, Mattel. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they get into this big fight, and Kimmy starts to realize that she has a complex because she finds out that Andrea is a therapist.
0: Yeah. That was a great reveal because yeah. Tina Fey was so good at just being a drunk, like, party girl, even though, you know, she's a middle-aged woman. It was so funny from like yeah, Malala. (laughs) uh, That was great. Talking about Dursting, which I, I found it funny that she brought up the jinx when robert durst was like a character earlier on in the season but the funniest part of that was that she said it was fred durst who did it who is of course the lead singer of limp biscuit yes so i just like to imagine fred durst being like yeah i killed them all
2: <laughs> he must be so excited that he got like referenced.
0: yeah it's I the actually, first time
2: in like what 10 years i so. saw him Good a few months him. ago
0: in a restaurant and then i was felt, he your waiter uh no but oh. he was sat next
1: to me and i felt
0: bad about myself for going to the same restaurant that Fred Durst goes to. Yeah,
2: that's sad.
0: He did have a hat on.
1: I I actually uh, grew up through those times trying to rock the Fred Durst because I was kind of the same Mike build as him and I had the goatee. Oh no! And I would put my hat backwards and yeah, I rocked it.
0: Oh no, man! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'll admit that I listened to Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, but yeah. I never tried to emulate his
1: style. Oh well, people started saying that I looked like him, and I was like, hmm. so you went all Durst chic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, I, I got all Dursty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, we, during this like initial, uh, we, when we find out that Kimmy has a, a complex of being in control of her own body, we see all of these great little vignettes, these moments of her going Batshit crazy on these people. Yeah, my favorite moment was another cameo. This these two episodes were just filled with cameos because uh, Billy Eichner from Billy on the Street. Yeah, <laughs> like he comes in for a dollar, telling me, and then he's like, I thought that was hilarious, and he starts she just beats the crap out of him and then runs <laughs> off. Which I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. Because I guess they wouldn't air it. Oh yeah, uh, and they probably have high security. But They'd probably cut that out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But uh. Then Kimmy, so once she has this knowledge, uh, it kind of loosens the, the 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 fasteners a little bit, mm. and it starts it starts to kind of uh, break things down and 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 kind of roll down the hill a little momentum, and she goes nuts and she freaks out and ends up in Coney Island on a ride. Yeah, and <laughs> that was that was pretty wild. She just kind of all of a sudden realizes like what. what Like, her world was completely turned upside down.
0: Yeah, I love the ride attendant. Yeah, you rode it all by yourself. I didn't do anything. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. And and it was crazy because, like, on The Bachelor, Ben told Jojo he loved her. And her fairy tale ending crashed straight to the ground, (laughs) world upside down, when he said he loved someone else more and sent her away with a broken heart. It was the most dramatic Bachelor finale ever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Been there. Done that. ABC, (laughs) Monday, May 23rd, JoJo is back as the new Bachelorette. The stunning fan-fabe from Texas is leaving her heartbreak behind and going from Ben to 26 new men, all hoping to be the one to make her happily ever after finally come true. Now, the guy's here for the right reasons. Will they make a connection, and will JoJo finally get the happy ending she always wanted? The surprises start night one as the guys try to grab her attention right out of the limo and get that coveted first impression rose now a new epic journey of romance man tears and drama is about to begin the bachelorette premieres at a special time monday may 23rd 9 8 central on abc i just want to throw that in.
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And, and and so like both of these women's worlds are completely turned upside down when they're starting to realize that what they originally believed in isn't necessarily true yeah And we cut to, of course, when she kind of realizes what's going on, back to Titus, which he had an ingenious idea once he realized (laughs) that these things are in the past. And he goes, how do I go back in time? I know. And he has the idea to go to the landfill to start digging. And it was ingenious. I'm going to admit, I wanted to go and do that.
0: Yeah, you wanted to join Titus I on want, his time-traveling trip? Yeah, and dig through the garbage. I really did.
2: I thought... Well, good news, you can still do that. That's uh,
1: true, yeah. You can just do it on your you own. Know, they
2: actually pay people to do that, and you're willing to do it for free. So. Oh, I
1: yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, I'm i'm good i think but when i first saw it i was like that's pretty smart that's pretty ingenious i wonder what you could find it was
0: such a funny that whole scene was so funny just i mean so much of the show's humor is relying on references to the 90s since that went that's when kimmy was abducted so that's all her reference points and i just like that they have such a a wide range of 90s references that they can pull out and just like running into the furby i and love that <laughs> yeah the and he's like ah
2: it's still alive hey, kill
0: me <laughs> <laughs> so like he puts it out like a dog and then uh the sugar ray like magazine cover where it's like even i know this isn't gonna last that got a huge laugh out of me oh yeah and i just love and like even as and The other thing that the show is really great at is character-specific humor, and I think a great example of that is the fact that he uses a makeup brush as, like, an archaeology dig tool. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just those little moments like that show that the writers really know uh, both, like, the source material that they're... Or, like... The reference pool that they're they're drawing from, and the characters that they're writing, and I I just really appreciate that.
1: I completely agree with you, one hundred percent. They they're really using like every single trick, like everything that they have, those characters have available to them. Uh, they somehow sneak it in, and it's so detailed, and that's why I like shows like this, and I like shows like The Simpsons, uh, you know, because they embed so many jokes. That after the first watching, you got to watch it again and you're going to see more new things pop up and more references that you didn't catch because you were laughing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, So, there's a little power struggle between drunk Andrea and we find out she has an alter ego. I love this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type thing for this character. (laughs) It's so
0: awesome how... (laughs) Just how different they are. And it gives us, it gives Tina Fey a chance to, to really play two different characters, essentially. Uh, not only in behavior, but in appearance, too. Like, one of them is hair down and, like, really dolled up Tina Fey and, like, looking really good. And the other is, like, classic Liz Lemon-type glasses, kind of nerdy doctor look. Yeah. And there's such a disconnect to them that she has
1: to, like, record messages to herself because she doesn't remember... <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Have you guys ever done that before? Like, given a message to, like, a drunk you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I did it in college. If I was going out partying and I knew I had, like, a paper I had to write the next day, mm-hmm. and it was due the next day, I would write a note on my pillow and say, don't go to bed until you write this paper. <laughs> did it work? Uh, I I would get an A. It was a theater class, but I would get oh, okay. A's. Well, that's not a class. Okay, Come on. true, but I still like, got I still got A's. This was a tough professor, and I still got A's on every one of the. No, actually, not everyone. No, but the drunkest mm-hmm. that I was, that's the one I got an A on. Good job. See, I don't get Thanks.
2: drunk. I just will like carb load. I'll eat something and be, like really late at night, and then I'll online shop, and then mm-hmm. two weeks later, I was like, I have no idea what this is, and it's because. Um, Sugar high meat
0: Maybe you should try. On yeah, maybe you should try writing notes to sugar high you.
2: Just lock up my laptop. That's what I need to do.
1: hmm Nice, nice. And and so we so they starting to go back and forth because sober Andrea needs says there's boundaries, and she can't treat her. But then drunk Andrea finally figures out how to do things, and she decides to blackmail. Uh, she, so drunk Andrea blackmails sober Andrea. With Kimmy, and it's brilliant because it's the, it, it's the only way that I think that it would actually work is if she had something on her.
0: Yeah, and I love that just in that uh, that video that she records when she has Kimmy say a swear word. Kimmy's like frown. She's oh, I'm
2: sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, and then apologizes for it. Like Kimmy's, in, yeah, like the fact that she's uh, like so susceptible to you know like. Influences, but at the same time, like completely naive. Oh, it's just great! It's a really it builds for a lot of fun drama, well, comedy through the drama of them figuring it out. Because this is also a really effed up episode too. When we start to figure out what's going on with Kimmy, you know what I mean? Like, I, I started to think that wow, she's she, we're seeing the reality side of being abducted and how messed up it could make someone. Yeah, but based in this incredibly like. Fake grandiose, you know, outlandish way.
0: Yeah, and I mean, this show's been dropping hints of that this whole season, like with, uh, you know, the PTSD analogy mm-hmm. uh, when she was with the vet and the burping. The the oh
2: right, isn't it bur- like
0: oh yeah, she's like burping up like. And I was like, well, am I insane? Burst. Okay, <laughs> no, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you watch the same show as us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, or like uh, hitting dong with the telephone, and I like that all that built to something. Yeah, yeah.
2: And because the only people she attacks are men mm-hmm.
1: who, yeah, I mean, are who are
2: getting physical close to with her. her.
1: Yeah, yeah, in one way or another. And then, so they finally realize what's going on, they they come to an agreement that she's going to treat Kimmy, so this is exciting, because we're going to start to see more and more about the bunker now in these sessions, I would imagine.
0: And more and more Tina Fey.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we find out that Titus decides, he gets a tape tower, ta- he finds the tape tower, because he tried to make one, mm-hmm. to n- horrible, horrible results. <laughs> so he finally finds a tape tower, and the threw in one last joke to this, which I thought was so funny, of him running really slow. (laughs) That was great. Slow runner. Yeah. And then she's like, okay. Should I
0: just, whatever whatever you want to do.
1: Yeah. And uh, and so they both kind of meet their goals for the episode, and they kind of hug, and now we have two great storylines that we're going to continue.
0: Yeah, it was a triumphant episode, and I think it was really, uh, you know, if you noticed, there was no Lillian, there was no Jacqueline, it was just Titus on his own. And then there was some intersection with Kimmy, but it was just Kimmy and Tina Fey. And it, it was just such a tight episode, and Tina Fey's character was so so funny, just so hilarious. It definitely was my favorite episode so Yeah, far. that was my
2: favorite, yeah. by far. And I just, like, love Tyson. so I'm like, oh, it's sad, like, how much I relate to him, because I've literally said some of those lines when he's like, nobody's offered me a job in my apartment.
0: Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah,
2: so... It- that's me. Yeah, right. Or when she, like, because he gives up on everything. He's like, she's she's wrong. I don't give up on... Uh, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, he can't even finish the sentence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I really like Kimmy as an Uber driver. And, uh, you know, if, if all that did is lead to Tina Fey as, like, a plot mechanism, I'm fine with that because Tina Fey's character is so awesome. But I, I would like to see more of her as an Uber driver because it's so fun. And I like how... It's just one of my favorite examples of the kinds of jokes that the show does is when she's leaving in the morning, she mentions she the types of people that she drives early on. And it, it include like, fishermen who are late for the job and girls leaving John Mayer's house. And then I love how later she's driving a fisherman. She's like, oh, late for work? And he's like, yeah, John Mayer didn't make it any better. So yeah. it's like, he was coming from John Mayer's house. I want to know
2: what writer was blown off by John Mayer, because they've made so many John Mayer references. Yeah.
1: Oh, he's such an neat- Easy target though. Yeah, I he feel is, like he's kinda I mean, gross. Yeah, <laughs> I I I saw I saw him perform live uh at totally unexpectedly at the hotel cafe one time. And I mean I gotta admit, I'm a John Mayer fan. I'm, okay. b- I'm a big fan. He has done some shady things, but you know, I still I gotta love him. I gotta love I him. I
2: mean, I went on the Mayer craft, which was just a cruise of John Mayer fans that he performed on. Um well, at I least mean I'm was not there. proud. Uh that was, was his was in 2008. face on the side of the boat? Uh no, it should have been. But he did perform. He was wearing uh that uh, Borat Speedo, the green one. Nice, oh. nice. So, I mean, it was well worth the ticket price. Yeah, that price. sounds...
1: Exactly. Did David Ryan Harris perform on the Marecraft as mm, well? No. Oh, okay, that's his background um, band when he goes on tours. David Ryan Harris. Oh, okay. And, and his band, and they're isn't, awesome.
0: Isn't right now he playing with Grateful Dead, I think? I think, I think, he think he's is.
1: touring. Yeah. But
0: I find the funniest part of that is that... When they tour, it's not just like Grateful Dead. It's like Grateful Dead with John Mayer. Like, they don't allow him to be an honorary member of Grateful Dead. They're like, no, you can play with us, but like, you're still just your own thing. All right. I, I respect Grateful Dead for that. Yeah.
1: Because, you know, like, <laughs> right. you
0: are not going to sully the dead name. With yeah. John I mean, Mayer. I'm a
1: deadhead and I wouldn't feel really conflicted if all of a sudden I'm like, I like John Mayer and I like the dead, but oh.
2: Crap. I mean, if I heard a Grateful Dead song, I would assume it's like one of those fake songs on Kimmy Schmidt. I have no idea <laughs> what they sing. But I did you- love the last fake song they had the I believe I can fly oh yeah yeah that was that.
0: That, uh, I'm convinced I can swim yeah <laughs> I'm convinced that I have a film and
2: she's like it's from that great from that great movie Earth Jelly instead of Space Jam. And I was like, "Oh,
0: That's what it was. I was like, wait, what's that a reference to? And then I just didn't pursue it further in my brain because I moved on to the next episode. I mean, episode, it's one of my favorite
2: movies. So
1: Space Jam is?
2: Came right to the top of my head. I don't
1: know. Space Jam is, it's a good one. It's a horrible movie. <laughs> oh, oh, whoa. Whoa. Well, if you guys whoa. watch it as a it's a horrible, opinion. horrible movie. I want to take a moment to defend Sean Bradley's performance in that film. Amazing! I don't
0: think you can defend any performance. No. in that No,
1: Sean know. Bradley, Larry Johnson, Grandmama—they—they they did awesome. I'm just saying that—that that was like the height of my basketball loving was okay. back then. So I, yeah, I, they could do no wrong.
2: And <laughs> this, it just made you like flash back to the time when we like loved R. Kelly before he peed on that 13-year-old. Yeah, You're yeah. like oh. It was good times.
1: It was good times. In fact, you know what? You know what? I'm saying so much good times, I'm just going to go to my happy place, just like <laughs> uh, just like Kimmy did in the second episode, episode 10. Let's do it. Nice. Good transition, man. Thank, thank you. Yeah. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah. Um, Mikey, we find out. It starts out with Mikey and Titus. I yep. love it. Their relationship is adorable. And just it's just great to see them grow together each episode. Even just a little bit. It's kind of fun. And we find out that Mikey can't do this any longer. He must come out to his family, mm-hmm. and that I imagine that could be pretty stressful. Uh, I when I was in college in my fraternity, one of my fraternity brothers came out to me, uh, and we were just hanging out like playing video games, and he's like, "Hey Joe, I'm gay," and I was like, "Cool man, it's your turn." Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know, it wasn't really you know, it wasn't that big a deal, and, and I think that he was kind of. Um, expecting there to be more of a reaction and and that's what is getting Titus all riled up is he's anticipating all this great drama of his boyfriend coming out to his you know catholic italian family well is it that
0: or is it that he wanted to use that opportunity to be the center of attention again and then he's robbed of that as well because true, you know, as as much as titus does seem to care about mikey because obviously they're still together this far into the season which i'm pleasantly surprised that but he still always thinks of titus first and foremost it was like uh when they were playing charades uh and you know lillian for whatever reason is just on a pac-man fix but <laughs> all of titus's guests are like Titus is talking like they're all about himself, yeah. which like I don't know how he plays charades, but I don't think that's how you win. No, I don't
1: think so either. But yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you because, and we start to find that out later on when when uh, Mikey is starting to realize that Titus is kind of bummed out when they go to this dinner. Yeah, and it kind of comes out that he didn't have an opportunity to come out to his own family and have that moment to shine, mm-hmm. and the whole the whole dinner, because I'm, I'm Italian, uh, Sicilian.
2: Oh, so am I. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. I, I'm also Italian. Okay, so... Are, are we just a bunch Oh my of god, it's a whole Guido you know, I think we are, yeah. And so, a lot
2: of vowels so, in this panel.
1: I'm sure you guys all know, with, you know, families growing up, it can get pretty nuts at the dinner table, and, I mean, I know, it's not like I was from a New York, you know, Italian family, but it still got pretty wild and pretty loud, and I thought that this was so funny, how they freaked out about food, because that's why I'm fat is because I got instilled in a very young age to manja, to keep eating.
2: For and whatever, if you're celebrating something, you eat. If you're sad about something, you eat.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. I got ego waffles because my grandma used to always ask me if I wanted an Eggo waffle when I came in to visit. And I was like, yeah, I'm, feel, I'm in the mood for some grandma waffles. <laughs> and so it was totally like that. And they started freaking out. And I love that moment when Titus goes, this is just over food. <laughs> yeah. He's so stoked. He's so excited to see what actually goes down. And while this is going on, we start to figure out what Lillian is on her gentrification fix once again. Of course, again. always. And she's starting to realize that she's not as hardcore as she originally once was.
0: Yeah, and you know, a lot, lots of Lillian storylines... Just kind of fall flat for me, and this was one of them. And I I don't know, just because I don't think they ever gave a good reason for why all these people were being so pleasant to her, unless I missed it. But you know, like, uh, it's
2: just like that she's old, and people are like, oh, okay, old people say crazy stuff all the time, okay, but it's just like, yeah, I mean, it was the same joke every time.
1: Yeah, they were kind of like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, old lady, we feel sorry for you. Go ahead and go. That's what I got. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I know that the show is absurdist comedy, and I'm fine with that. I don't need everything to be, like, realistic, but sometimes just a joke is less funny to me, if I react to it as like that, didn't make a lot of sense. Like, right. you know, like a police officer letting her into a construction site, or yeah, um, that was
1: pretty random. That that was <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Um, I totally know what you mean. I totally totally get that, and it, and it was true. It was kind of like out of left field, and it took me a while to get there. Yeah, to go. Oh, that's why they're doing it. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like it wasn't really uh, just explained that well. Yeah, I don't know all points of it. Um, I and I, I don't know how I, I'm 34, and I'm starting to hit that age where more people are calling me sir mm. out in you know public and everything, the strangers and everything, and it kind of throws me off because I mean in a less scale, I feel like I could relate to Lily and going, oh wait, now all these people are like. You know, kids are going, oh, look at that old, you know, like that old square, ha, ha, ha you know, and all that kind of stuff. No, you know. it is
2: terrible. Like, when people call me ma'am, I'm like, well, I am going to go ball my eyes out, and then I will be back to kick <laughs> your ass. So that's the meanest thing you can call someone. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, I
0: think, oh, are Are you fine with someone saying miss? Like, if they're trying to get your attention? Or I mean, like, I'd rather
2: them be like, happy birthday, you just turned 19, right? But if they don't say that, I guess miss is fine.
0: I'm just thinking about, like, a professional setting where it's like, oh, thank you, sir. Uh, thank you,
1: Miss?
2: Ma'am? Or you're or no pra- ma'am. You no know. to
1: Yeah.
2: But yeah, ma'am is... Ugh, it's I feel like, like a knife to the heart. I
1: feel like ma'am is also more sou- south or southern.
0: I, yeah, I could hear
1: that. Maybe. just Ma'am? You, yeah, ma'am. Not like saying you're old, but just like that's just the vernacular that they used. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm not from the south, so I'm, this is all... Who Based is? On Unfortunately,
2: <laughs> I am. I'm from Florida, and I loved their Florida reference.
0: Oh yes, uh, that everywhere is <laughs> everywhere besides Disney World is the unhappiest place on earth. It's true. I yeah, I don't frequent Florida, but that's the impression. Did, I there gives. is
2: no need to trust. Oh, I me know, I know.
0: My oh. sister actually just moved there, and I'm like, why? Ooh, why is why she? Why would you do that?
2: Dying eight year like eighty year old? Why? No, is...
0: I don't know why. Like she just wants. uh She hates cold weather. And, oh. and like when I told her it was like low 70s here, she freaked out because right now it's like 90 there. I mean, so. it's
2: God's waiting room. I don't know why you would <laughs> move, but...
0: I don't know. All those bugs and humidity. No, thank you. Well,
1: And and so we can all agree that people from Florida are also kind of a little bit nuts, right? Yeah. yeah. Need of therapy. I mean, look at me. In, in, <laughs> well, I wasn't going there.
2: No, but I mean, crazy. Every insane news story that's embarrassing, you're like, why? How is that... It- all oh, from Florida.
1: Yeah, always. Well, and, and so during these therapy sessions to kind of delve into this craziness that Kimmy's dealing with, she starts to get positive reinforcement by getting these little stickers. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious because I'm a big collector. That if someone said that to me, I'd be like, done. Give me all the stickers possible. You know, like in Boy Scouts, I wanted all the merit badges and everything. And so that was, I thought that was pretty hilarious. But my favorite part of this episode comes when we realize what her happy place is. Oh, the animated song and dance number? Yeah. Yeah. I I really like that. Because we didn't see it at first. We just saw her just kind of go... and then fix it, which I thought was a great setup because when we finally did see it, it was really (laughs) creepy but
0: also hilarious. Yeah, I think my favorite part of that was the second time that she goes there and everything goes wrong. And I—I I mean, I'm pretty sure that's John Hamm's voice, right? Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, they're going through like painstakingly avoiding showing his face, even when he was in the van. Which I'm guessing they just got a random actor to do him because it's so in shadow that why would you waste John Ham's face? His beautiful, beautiful face. That's it's true. Shame. And was, he chef. was just
1: credited on IMDb as just voice. Just voice? Yeah. Just okay. voiceover? It was in parentheses, yeah, voice. Same thing with Lisa Kudrow, um, who played the fairy godmother. Oh, that's who it was. I knew yeah. the voice sounded familiar. Oh my familiar. god, the
2: more you know. I see, I did not.
1: Does that mean, wait,
0: Lisa is not old enough to play her mom, is she? Who knows? Well, I mean, I'm just, I mean, we can figure it out. How well, old is well, this Do
2: people call her ma'am? I oh. need to figure out.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, because well, you figure, like, I mean, I imagine that Lisa Kudrow is, uh, or, or at least plays around the same age as uh, Jacqueline, as Jane. Mm hmm. And so, I mean, maybe it might be like maybe a young mom or maybe they can age her up a little bit, but I don't know. That, I mean, it would be interesting because that was the voice and we find out later that the fairy godmother is a personification of her mother. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I'm guessing we're going to see her mom maybe, probably this season, but if not this season, then definitely next season. Like yeah. We don't just like set that up. Have we ever met her parents?
2: Um, we met her dad last season, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like me remember that, that one that was her dad or was that her Ste- no 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 dad. that was no they weren't related at all because he was no was it stepdad or he was
2: the cop boyfriend of the mom
0: yes that's so what it was. have we met the mom then or no I
2: don't, I don't oh I don't
1: know if you guys remember go ahead and uh, chat us up on uh, on twitter let us know we'll do our due diligence here a little bit Tina was
2: his bit. lawyer last season uh, or her lawyer
1: yeah, uh, I forget whose lawyer she was, but she was Marsha Clark
0: from uh, the O.J. trial. That's so right. That That's right. Yeah. yeah, It was a great parody of that.
2: I like that they showed her. Get, that sounds bad. I was gonna say I like that they showed her getting abducted, but I always want to know like how.
1: You got to see the origin story. Yeah, yeah, yeah for and sure. The, and the ridiculousness that it went down. It's like, no, I cannot tell you where it is,
2: stranger. But, <laughs> but I, I can show you.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get in the van. Yeah, I thought that was. I thought that was really funny. Um. And once they realize that this is going on with her happy place, her woodland creatures destroy everything. It was so great. And oh gosh, it was like in uh, the woodland. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. the woodland critter Christmas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a good episode too. And so we find out that now her storyline is, I imagine, to be to deal with this. And to try and confront her mom. We gotta see her mom. We gotta That's, see her mom. I mean, like, we've taken two episodes of her getting treatment and we've come to the first breakthrough, which gets the sticker with the uh, astronaut on it, which I thought was the best great. One. Yeah, definitely the best one. She's like, I want that one, but you know, no big deal. <laughs> um, and so I, I feel like it's gonna happen. Yeah. I, I feel like it is. I but then again I also feel like, well, I don't know, but we'll talk about that in predictions because there's another thing with Lillian, uh, her storyline. Of- yeah, before we move on, I would yeah, just yes, like to yes. say
0: that Tina Fey makes a point about the movie Tangled, and as a Disney aficionado, I fully agree with that point about Tangled. What's up with that? Why does the hair have to turn brunette and lose its magic after you cut it? Is that saying blondes are better and more magical? I don't know. I don't like it. I- <laughs>
1: I, I, I agree. 100%.
0: And then and then they're making a tangled TV show where Rapunzel and Flynn are together, but Rapunzel has the long blonde hair, and that doesn't make sense. What? That did does the lizard not make, make it sense. In? Pascal, probably. He's okay. A, he's a favorite.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, I'm like, I will oh, be outraged.
0: Oh, no. Pascal will be there. But she has the long blonde hair again. That doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. No, that's a good point. <laughs> I just that's... have to get
1: that off my chest. <laughs> I'm glad you did.
0: I'm glad you did. It sounded mm-hmm. like
1: it was eating away at you,
0: and... It was. Uh, you know, I am just try to go sleep at night, but that just eats at me, so I'm glad I could get it out in a public atmosphere.
2: That's what you go to therapy for. Exactly.
0: Yeah. After Buzz is our
1: therapy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so... Yeah, so I, I totally agree with you. I think that Disney can mess up some people from time to time <laughs> because I also grew up watching a lot of Disney stuff, and I feel like that sometimes my my chivalry of these princes sometimes makes me a little too passive with the ladies. Ooh, mm-hmm. A little you know internal thing, yeah. But but no, I agree. They can mess you up. They can mess you up. These <laughs> you Disney kissing things.
2: girls while they're asleep? What do you no, mean? No,
1: no, I don't. No, that's no, I don't do that because that's not consent. No, <laughs> and I know. I trust me. I know. All right.
2: Trust me, I've had the court cases. I know by now. I've learned. (laughs) Um,
1: And so Lillian, in her crazy, I'm going to take down the establishment and gentrification, decides to handcuff herself to the construction equipment, which I feel like it's going to be just in passing. Like, I think it would be a really funny gag if all of a sudden, like, in the next episode... We just see her, like, running away with, like, some, like, piece of the... You know, being chased by the cops with some piece of construction equipment. Yeah. Just kind of as, like, we don't really need to explore that, but let's get a little... Because that was the last time we see her in this episode, right? Right. I think it just cuts after they lock themselves up. Yeah. So, I guess we'll see.
0: I mean, I'm not... I'm. This is that's one storyline where I don't need it to be a two-parter. Right. I don't know why they're. I mean, extending I would. Really, I
2: know this sounds bad. I would really just like to see her in scenes with Kimmy or Titus. Like, I don't need a lone scene. Like.
0: I agree. Yeah, I like.
2: We're not watching it for her. No, I I think she's. I I, I
0: love Carol Kane. Yeah, I think she's really funny, and I like that she's seemingly down for whatever. But whenever
1: Lillian's by herself, I just I don't really care. Yeah, I pair her up with Jackie again. That was great. Well, see, here's here's what I think is Lillian and and her deal. It's like we literally are getting three different um, age groups of women. And their experiences in New York and dealing with aging and 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 change, like and so. Are you saying? Are you saying Kimmy, uh, Andrea, and Lillian? Well, no, no, Kimmy, Jacqueline. Oh, and okay, because you know, now because Andrea yeah. too a little bit, but like yeah, Kimmy, Jacqueline. Good point. And, and uh sorry, I forgot about Jacqueline because she wasn't in either of these. Yeah, she totally yeah. wasn't. Um. Which is an
2: And I didn't I, I, lose anything. If anything, these were two of my favorite episodes.
0: I don't know. The second one was one of my least favorites, actually. Really? When yeah. Titus dumped
2: out the empty box of butterflies that were all dead? That was classic. That, that
0: was funny. But the end of that Titus storyline just didn't work for me at all. Where, like, the cops show up, and all of a sudden, they're, they're racist cops, right? Yeah, I, and then he, like, goes on that speech. Yeah,
2: I didn't know if, like, my computer skipped a scene yeah. or... What it was I...
0: another thing that just felt uh, just
1: unexplained. Yeah, you know? well, because I think that that the guy, the racist neighbor, called the cops, and so the cops just assumed that that guy was doing something bad because the racist guy said something. Yeah, and then but it was a little. I I feel I yeah, I totally know so what you mean. I, I wanted like... more time with it.
0: Yeah, and it, then the to... payoff wasn't enough for me either. Like the speech like it it was just all non sequiturs and we've seen that before like titus just being dramatic and like now he has this like frilly thing around his neck and now he's like disappearing in a puff of smoke and it just it it wasn't new or like clever enough for me to overlook the totally random uh generation of that like it was so weird yeah
2: I, d- I was like, this makes no sense. I was like, the puppet as the grandmother makes more sense than that this. Was great. And
0: that one, I don't, know, I don't know how I felt about that. I, I do uh, like uh, that uh, they called uh, it out. How Tyson yeah. was like, is that a person? And he's like, if it is, it'll kill her. So <laughs> that kind of saves it for me. But yeah, th- I don't know. This episode wasn't
1: one of my favorites. It was a letdown after the previous one, for sure. Yeah. That previous one was so great. I, I, yeah, the, pre- the, the first one was really good. I, I really liked this because I loved the... The, the the dinner scene and i wanted to see more and like and then his brother that was obviously gay yeah uh
0: if touching boobs makes you gay
1: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that was a good line yeah too. the dinner oh, scene was great yeah. yeah uh i you know and i really wanted to see more of that freak out and see <laughs> and i almost well no i guess it was good that they didn't freak out that titus was i thought they were going to freak out at titus just being black and gay uh, oh yeah, yeah, they could have done that angle. Yeah, but I think it was it was really refreshing and also very funny because I didn't it was I didn't expect what happened. They were totally cool with it and he's like, "Well, if our gay pope is, is okay with it, then I guess I have to be okay with it too." Yeah. Like that makes sense. That's a brilliant means to an end, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're leaving this episode still with Kimmy making a huge breakthrough, realizing that she has mom issues. And she's going to have to start to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And now we have uh, Titus with an openly gay boyfriend now. So they're going to explore that a little bit more. And Lillian is locked to construction. (laughs) So that brings us to the big question. What do you think comes next? So let's check out predictions. (laughs) And now. Yeah. So, do you guys have any predictions or, or what you want to see? It doesn't necessarily have to be what you think might happen, but what you want to see happen.
0: I think we'll see her mom. Yeah. Yeah, we got her. I think it's be Lisa Kudrow. That'd be great. Uh, it would make sense considering that she voiced the the fairy in the cartoon.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: I'd be so excited for that. Yeah, and I like Lisa Kudrow.
1: Yeah, I, I love her. I love yeah. Lisa Kudrow.
2: I wonder if it's going to be Mikey's construction site that she's locked that she's handcuffed to. Oh,
1: that makes sense, right? I yeah. mean, I don't That's a great that's a great prediction. I didn't I didn't think about that, but yeah, that and then that would bring the entire group together and then it's going to put strain on Titus and uh Mikey's relationship because you know, Titus isn't going to bail on Lillian or would he? could put Strand on his living arrangements. So that's, yeah, okay. Uh, as a frequent cosplayer, I would love to see Con Con, the like <laughs> construction convention. You yes. Know, and that'd be awesome. See, everyone like dressed up as different like construction workers from movies and TV shows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they just be all dressed the same. And it's like, what are you from? And it's like, oh, I'm from, you know, 1987 an Officer and, uh, you know, Construction Man or something like that. Is that a background Dark Knight costume? Yeah. <laughs> got it. Got it. That would be funny. That would be really funny. That'd be funny. great.
0: There you go. You can have that idea for free, Writers of Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Boom. Boom.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that they're, I'm predicting, rather, that they're going to be Uh, There's going to be a moment when Jacqueline realizes that Kimmy's getting therapy, and she's not as malleable, you know, as as Jacqueline wants her to be. Mm. So I think there's going to be a confrontation between Jacqueline and Tina Fey and Andrea, yeah, Yeah, because and the reunion of them getting together because they were such great comedic foils on Thirty Rock. Yeah. it's yeah. going to be a really exciting scene if it happens.
0: And I can't remember, I don't remember a lot of season one. I'm sorry, people that are watching us. But uh, did Tina Fey and Ellie Kemper interact that much at all in season one? Like during the court scenes? Very little. Yeah, I didn't think they did. And I really like seeing them together in these episodes. And I, I know that Ellie Kemper has to be really excited about it. Because I know that she loves Tina Fey and idolizes her. And I mean, obviously, like who doesn't? And to not only be in her show, but to have all these scenes and plots where it's just the two of
1: them together must be so thrilling for her. Yeah. yeah.
2: I love it. It's so cute. It
1: yeah. is. And, and and we only have three more episodes of cuteness until this season is done. Some of you might have binge-watched, uh, but for us, uh, I am still haven't gone ahead. I have not. So, I've been really, really good. Nice. Yeah. So we got three more to do. Uh, Where is it going to go? What they're going to leave hanging? Because I believe they've already been picked up for a third season.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: And so they're already jumping right into it. How is uh, Ellie Kemper's pregnancy going to go into the show? Mm. Are they going to wait? How long until we get another season? All these questions I'm hoping that we get to answer in the next couple episodes or in the next couple weeks. Uh, But if not... Uh, keep tuning in to AfterBuzzTV.com. Don't forget to go us uh, go to us on YouTube and subscribe. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Don't forget to comment if you enjoy the show. If you don't, don't comment <laughs> or, or make up something good. Anyways, no. Uh, But go on there and check that out. Uh, Guys, tell us where we can find you online once again. On Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at James A. Janisse and on
2: YouTube at Practical Folks. You can find me on Instagram at Annabelle DeSisto.
1: And shout out to James. He did a really good uh, Game of Thrones parody about some Dornish wine tasting. Check that out at his spot. You can find me at JoJo Doyle everywhere around town. Uh, Have a great day. Have a great week. We'll see you next time at AfterBuzzTV.com. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt After Show. Peace.
2: From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.